Hi, I'm Ethan, I love muzzleloading. Today we're talking to James and Tamby of Shoots and Black Powder about what the American black powder industry has looked like over the past year and where it's going. I know you have a lot of questions about when powder is going to be here. As of recording this episode, we have powder inbound for the United States and it should be here shortly. We're gonna talk a little bit about how what is being ordered and what is being produced has changed to meet demand, but I think you'll enjoy some of the insights that that Tamby and James have here about what is being done to meet demand and satisfy demand in these uncertain times. How are you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> I think I'm probably having a little bit of a, a easier time than you are maybe this year. It's been kind of a crazy year, hadn't it? Oh gosh, more in more ways than one. More ways than <laughs> one, that is for sure. So what has the the last year been like for you guys? I mean, powder and, and muzzleloading in general has kind of gone through the, the ringer, it feels like, with events being canceled and, and, you know, all sorts of things over the last couple of years. How has it been for you? Well, to say the least, um, it has been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because uh, whenever, because, you know, we, we knew, we knew, ahead of time about the incident at GoX, mm -hmm. okay? And so we knew that they were going to have some, some issues going in to uh, this year, um, trying to get their trying to get uh, their plant fixed and operations going. We, we kind of we figured that. We kind of, and, and to be honest with you, James and I, we had, we'd actually planned, we kind of planned a little bit ahead of time, and we got a, you know, we, we, we ordered some extra powder okay. just in case. You know, um, and that's been a, that's that was kind of our saving grace, to be honest with you. Really, by yeah. doing that, <laughs> James and I both are sitting here shaking our heads. Yeah, that was kind of our saving grace. But you know, we had no clue that they were going to um, decide to shutter the doors. Yeah. And so, whenever they did that, um, that's whenever everything went off the hook. So you guys kind of had a gut feeling going into the summer then to order some extra powder or was that after they had their their incident in june last year that was after they had their incident in june last year okay okay so we knew that going into going into the, the, the you know ending the year that 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 there was a possibility that they were not going to be back up and operational at least we 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 figured at least by september or so is when we well, we figured that they would be um, up and, and starting to run again. Mm -hmm. We also knew that, that you know, uh, you know, just just some different things. And we wanted to just make sure that that shooters would have power. Little did we know they were planning on closing. That was our that was the kind of the shock of the lifetime. So when that news came out in, I think it was September, late September. What was going through your minds? You know, as the only other black powder supplier in the country. Well, my feeling was. It first hit me standpoint as a muzzleloader. I felt that there was a very negative event for black powder shooters in North America altogether. And then I had to sit down and look at the situation from the viewpoint of a businessman and saying, all right, how do I make up the difference? I was on a lot of uh, phone calls with Germans, Swiss, um, then I started getting phone calls from the military, U.S. military. That's kind of when everything really started to hit me in the head, saying, uh, you 
got to figure this mess out. That's that's probably pretty nerve-wracking, especially after not knowing, you know, really what was going on. I mean, I think that a lot of us felt that way when that news came out. I mean, we knew that we still had you guys, but it seems like enthusiasts just all over uh, just kind of panicked about about getting powder. Yeah, um, I, I would say that, yes, they did. Um, you know, because I'm... I'm I'm sitting here thinking about what our normal um, uh, incoming container load has been, you know, prior to all this. I mean, we're talking about as far as sporting and fireworks powder, you know, about what? Well, this is, you know, since then we probably quadrupled. Yeah, we, we basically quadrupled the amount of, of uh, uh, boats that we're requiring now. Jeez. And that's, that's incredible that you guys have been able to do that, though, because without that, we would be looking at a, a year without a lot of powder. Well, we were very fortunate from the standpoint that the bottle factory is very old, late 1600s when it was built. Mm-hmm. But they have set up, whenever they expanded the factory, they would just basically build another factory added on to. Okay. So they have great redundancy. And last year, they were producing around 500,000 pounds of powder, but their capacity is a million. Hmm. So when we told them what was going on, they simply upped, they upped their production. Okay. That's what I was kind of curious about, what that looked like stretching over to Europe, but that's that's really good news. Well, it was until Putin invaded uh, Ukraine. Yeah, I guess that's really thrown a... Has that thrown a wrench in then? It's hurt us as far as finding trucks, hazmat trucks okay. in Europe. It hurt us as far as ocean freight. And um, the German Bundeswehr just dumped $100 billion into the German military, and part of that is to rebuild their stocks and ammunition. So they're going to be putting in demands on the German black powder themselves. Okay. So do you think that is going to impact, and, and it, you know, we can cut it too if you guys don't want to say, but do you think that's going to impact, you know, what we're able to find here later in the year? Possibly. Um, we don't know yet. Right now we're just trying to meet the demands that we've scheduled for this year. Yeah, about every bringing in quarter million pounds of powder. Jeez, that's a lot of powder when you, when you start thinking about it. Yes, it is. A lot of it. Are you guys dealing with that a lot more, or or is it pretty autonomous? You know, once you've got it scheduled, what's that process look like for it to get in here? Because a lot of folks, I think before this, didn't necessarily know that you guys were around and have now are kind of looking to you as the as the saving grace, which is good and bad with the, the current situation. Well, the good news is, yes, we've been doing this a while. We have a system set up, and I've just developed a, a backup system for shipping to the U.S. Bad news is, and it is evidence with the GoEx explosion, and to be honest, Bono and the Swiss have had their accidents in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just We're just like one explosion away from a real shortage. But at the moment, everybody needs to understand we have, there is powder, it is out there, and there's more coming, mm-hmm. there'll be more coming couple months uh i strongly suggest uh do not panic. board panic eat powder get powder if you don't more's coming just 
Yeah, yeah. Give, give us some time to get the pipeline filled. Yeah, because that's 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 what that's what's uh, um, kind of filling up our days and nights and making us both bald headed. So I can imagine. I can't imagine the stress you guys have been under. And I'm not. I'm not just saying that. I mean, just the number of of questions and things that I get about it. I, I imagine it's about a million fold for you guys. Well, the good news is also GoX was bought. They will mm-hmm. be back online. Only issue is when and how much will their production be? We have no idea. This is a right now. GoX is a complete unknown. And that's that's the truth of it, right there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty still. Uh, it'd be nice to have some some concrete stuff, but it's it's kind of a waiting game. And I think if if you're the kind of person that pays attention to to raw materials and and just about everything else, it can be difficult to find things right now. And uh, you know, not to sound doom and gloom about it, but it's kind of a, a hurry up and wait situation for a lot of things. Yeah, powder included. You know. Um... And, you know, I, I don't know if you knew that, that we were also last year helping out with the cap situation and bringing in caps. Yes, you were. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. Well, um, we're still we're, we're still bringing in caps. But, um, I'm not sure how many we're going to be able to get this year. We, you know, mm-hmm. we, we have been uh, working with a supplier that's actually in Germany. And, um, uh, and he, get, he gets the RWS caps for us um and so we're we're waiting you know we're waiting on our first shipment from him right now okay so the first for 2022 then yeah 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 and what what caps are those then those are the rws 1075s okay the 1075 1075s and 1075 pluses now from what i know they fit on both number 10s and number 11s okay is I can okay. shoot them. I can shoot them in my in my revolver, and they don't hang up. And where I can't where I can't push the CCI number tens on my revolver, so you know <laughs> <laughs> it's a little easier to handle. Then that's good. And, and you know, um, but they also work perfectly in my right on my rifles too. Um, you know, so it you know that that's that's what they're that's what they've been uh, sending sending to us, and hopefully we'll be able to help keep a. a a supply of those coming in, but I can't say how many or how much or anything like that until we actually get them here. And then it goes yeah. immediately out to my distributors, and, yeah, then they sell they sell out just as, almost as quick as they get them in. Right. So are those the same distributors, then, that, that, that distribute the powder as well, yeah. or, the, or is it a different list? Oh, it's the same list. Okay. That's good to know. I think I think the primer shortage is going to continue at, at least for a lot of the American-made stuff um, because it just seems like the the modern cartridge stuff is just absorbing all of it right now. Is, is that what you're seeing? Yeah, um, that and you know now we we did we did uh, hear news that um, a new uh, primer manufacturer is going to be coming online here within the next year. Um, and they're actually going to be located here in Texas, just real close to the Arkansas uh, border. Uh, you know, oh, that's good news. Just right out, out, you know, outside Texarkana. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what we were saying. That is really good news. We'll see what kind of primers that they're actually going to make. Um, and and so, I mean, that's that's. I'm hoping that that they that they're going to see the need for unloading primers. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, even from the 
the tens and elevens and the uh, the even the two oh nines would be a huge help right now for a lot I of people. This podcast is brought to you by Thor Bullets. Thor Bullets are a premium full-bore muzzleloader bullet designed specifically for modern inline rifles. Thor Bullets do not require plastic sabos or belts to be fired, meaning less cleaning for you between shots. The patented copper base creates an airtight seal, giving you greater distance and accuracy. Thor's unique engineering allows the bullets to retain 95% of their weight upon impact, and the controlled expansion ensures large, easy-to-follow blood trails. Thor bullets are currently available in a 50 caliber version that is sized to your specific bore. Thor is also expanding into a new 45 caliber bullet designed for faster 1 in 24 and 1 in 22 twist inline rifles. For more information on these great bullets, visit www.thorbullets.com. We'd like to thank Thor Bullets for their sponsorship of this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Muzzleloader Magazine, the publication for traditional black powder shooters. Since 1974, Muzzleloader has been the leading magazine devoted to traditional black powder hunting and shooting. Each issue is jam-packed with articles on hunting, shooting, gunsmithing, do-it-yourself projects, living history, American history, book and product reviews, and much, much more. Muzzleloader Magazine is the best traditional muzzleloading magazine, bar none. I'd like to thank Jason at Muzzleloader Magazine for his continued support of I Love Muzzleloading and the I Love Muzzleloading podcast. I don't care what you're into. If you're interested in muzzleloading, this is the kind of magazine I think you need to check out. I've been a fan of Muzzleloader Magazine even before the sponsorship. Uh, I've always been impressed with what Jason has been able to put out with Muzzleloader Magazine, and it really means a lot for him uh, to be supporting I Love Muzzleloading and our efforts over here. Thank you, Muzzleloader Magazine, for your support. So down where you guys are at, are you starting to see events and things pop back up and, and people getting out and getting shooting, or, or are you seeing people kind of holding off for a little bit? Well, um, now... Yeah, now I'm still going. I'm going to events. In fact, I'm going to one this week. I'm going out to um, the Red River Renegades. They're having their shotgun sport there. Oh, great. Okay, now I just I went to Brady, Texas a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, due to the high gas prices, some people are saying, you know what? It's not worth me coming anymore. Um, All right. And I, and I hate to see that. You know, yeah, but uh, I'm hoping that 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 this doesn't go into the summer. But you know, right now, I don't know. Yeah, I think it it could be a kind of a shoot from home kind of year with with the way gas is going. I think uh, it, it kind of stinks. I don't want this to be a depressing conversation, but there there's a lot of things that I think we're we're all dealing with that we haven't had to for a while at least. Yep. And you know, and, and you know, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, I'm I'm still going to attend what I can. Mm-hmm. Can. Um, and and you know, and go from there. I know, uh, uh, it, like I said, the Red River is having is having shotgun swarry this week. And here around the end of the month, the uh, Oklahoma uh, State Muzzleloading uh, Championship is going to happen. That's where they're having uh, the NMLRA Territorial. Okay, great. At also at the end of this month. Wonderful. So I, I plan on being there as well. 
that's a great event for you to be at. It, it's nice to see when when po- people are posting pictures online of, of their events and local club matches and things. It's so wonderful to see your banners flying there and hearing about how you're sending powder for prizes and things to support those clubs and groups. Yeah, we're doing we're doing what we can. We're we're having to cut back though on the donations because of the of the current situation right now. Right, right, and that that's understandable. It, it's it's still nice to see you out there though. You know, a lot of the major companies don't necessarily pay a lot of attention uh, to the clubs and and the events and things. So it's nice to see you guys still supporting them throughout this this hardship, even if you have to scale back a little bit. I'm I'm sure everybody's appreciative of that. So I, I guess not to not to pin you down, but as far as uh, powder shipments go, could you talk a little bit about what a normal year used to look like and then kind of what you're anticipating um, this year, I guess, in just a, a number of shipments? Because with last last fall, people, I, I think, were panicked because they thought that powder was produced and shipped all the time. And, uh, you know, at least with GoX, it seemed like they produced a little bit at a time. And when it was done being produced for their quota, that was it. And we really felt that last fall. So are you guys bringing in the same powder through the year? Or is it more like you get 2F in the spring and 3F in the fall? Or or how does that lay out? And kind of when can people expect what in in general terms? You don't need to pin down a, a certain day or anything. Our distributors were saying they were having trouble getting supply from GoX, and that has to do with uh, military need. You know, military comes in, mm-hmm. they pretty much say we get first tip of whatever is needed. Um, so for us, it was a combination of fireworks, mining, and shooting black powders. Okay. And then when... Um, and we would bring in, just depending on demand, it could be a container of you know, sporting and a container of fireworks, and, or it could be a container mixed on the situation. And, uh, well, with this year, um, we have customers that we ship direct to, full containers, distributors who are taking full containers so that they can make sure that they're well stocked. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So, really, it's just because of the added production at the factory, we've just added more orders to bring in more containers of product. Okay. Now they're, yeah, and they're, like, June, I'm looking at a container of just 2FG. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and a container of 3FG, so. Or, right. You know, um and that's been part of our problem yeah. is predicting demand. Mm-hmm. Luckily, our just right. very good with us and helping us understand their needs. And we've just been bending over backwards trying to fulfill it. Jeez. So do you guys get to sleep at all, or is it just powder all the time? Well, that first week, I didn't do much sleeping. I had a tingling through my whole body a week. I can imagine. Jeez. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, for, as a... As a business person, it was exciting until the reality of it hit. Then when the phone calls started hitting. <laughs> yeah. And we were we were nonstop there for for at least two months. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, with, with the phone calls. Uh, it was, 
I think my biggest issue was people started accusing, not so much us, but in a way they were saying, well, watch, they're going to gouge the market. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because that seemed to be everybody's first reaction to it. Well, because um, in a sense, well, I I took economics in school, Uh, we kind of have a monopoly right now, and monopolies tend to gouge. Mm -hmm. But Bambi and I are black fire shooters. We get down in the dirt and shoot, and Bambi does more muzzleloading, I do more cartridge. But We've both been doing this for a long time, and we both appreciate what the shooters are going through. So the first thing I did is I contacted both the Swiss and the Germans, and I said, can we hold prices? And they both agreed. That's wonderful. There's been a change because of, uh, well, the war in Ukraine has got things screwed up. Right. And we're all facing inflation and all that. But just the fact that they were willing to commit holding prices and they're doing their best to do that has shown that you know we understand the situation as far as the shooters go and we're trying to take care of that i think that's what's nice about having you know folks like you are in the positions that you're in you're not just suits and and number crunchers looking at another business opportunity to make an extra 15 percent you know, you care about it. I mean, and, and that shows through your, your support of the clubs and the matches and your own participation in the community as well. I, I think that's really refreshing. And I can understand why people immediately went to there's going to be price gouging and a monopoly. Uh, but I think you've really shown that 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 wasn't the case. Now, I think, like you say, the, the war in Europe is certainly another wrench in that system that we weren't expecting, especially when it comes to black powder. But that in itself is kind of its own issue now. Yeah. Um, the only other issue that we face that, you know, COEX does not is, is we are at the mercy of the exchange rates between the dollar and the euro. Okay. Sometimes we, it works in our favor and sometimes it doesn't. And we just have to ride the waves. Wow. You guys are, you guys have a lot to think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. It gets a little stressful. <laughs> But, you know, it's all, all in all, you know, um, I, I think that we are rolling with the punches pretty well. Um, yeah. Considering, considering everything that has been going on, um, you know, and, you know, and whenever I go, whenever I go out to, to these events, I get intuited with a, with a lot of questions, you know, what's going on? How's it, how, how is this going to work? Are you guys going to continue or can, can, you know, and yes. We're going to continue to bring in as long as we can continue to bring in. Um, yeah. So um, that's 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 number one. Number two, um, if people if people will will just you know hold off, let us get powder situated. You know, to uh, the the incoming situated to the outgoing, then we will be ten times better off. That's you know, basically patience. Yeah, have patience with yeah. us. Don't panic. You know, if you can get by with buying two pounds instead of ten, please buy two pounds instead of ten. Yeah, that's what that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Is I've got a little bit stored back for the shooting that I do, and I can I can thankfully keep going and and try to leave some of that 
the rest of the powder that's coming in to folks who have maybe got interested in it in the last couple of years because we saw, you know, an increase of interest and, and then you had a, a lack of powder, you know, which can affect the community as a whole. So I, I think that's some good advice for everybody. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that, that would work for everybody if they, if they would just do that and not, not, not just try to, to hoard it all for themselves and thinking, and then, then they get stuck with a whole bunch of powder that they're not ever going to shoot. Right. That's that's the worst part about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Um, so you know, we we all have to we all have to kind of take our take our lumps when we can. But uh, we're like I said, as a as a company, I think uh, I think we're doing you know pretty well considering in uh, in production that we had to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. So what uh, what other events are you guys planning on going to? And it you know it can just be. Uh, you know, business events or, or events where you're going to shoot and have fun? Well, shoot events are both. That's the, okay. I remember I was, I did a Civil War reenactment some years ago, and we were sitting around the campfire and, you know, telling stories and stuff, and somebody said, man, I wish I could do this for a living, and I stopped a second, but I do do this for a living. What a great job. <laughs> yeah. Um I know Tammy's heading to Friendship for the Spring Nationals. Yeah. Uh, Wonderful. Tammy and I will probably be at the Northwest Skirmish in Winchester. Mm-hmm. There's a chance the plant manager from the factory will be there to see what what we're doing. Make, uh, oh, that'd be wonderful. Make sure I'm doing my job. <laughs> um, other than that, I, I really don't know. It, it, I, I kind of backed off on going to shoots as I'm trying to concentrate more on supply. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm going, I'm going to shoots to answer questions basically, as well as shoot and, you know, and just kind of get some enjoyment, some stress relief, you know, to me, big stress relief. So that's a, that's the best part about it. Yeah. I think uh, for sure you guys have earned it. Yeah. Well, I do, I do plan on doing, uh, like I said, I'm doing the shotgun quarry next or this week at the end of this month. I'm, I'm going to, um, uh, the, uh, territorial and uh, at the Oklahoma muzzleloader, uh, club. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to, um, I'm going to go shoot a chunk gun shoot, um, down, oh, awesome. down with uh, Greenwood. Greenwood uh, long rifles, or yeah, Greenwood long rifles, um, and let's see. Oh, I'll be in Berryville, Arkansas, as well. I'm gonna go shoot with them. I think that I think I I, I really wish that uh, uh, we could get a territorial set up with their with their state shoot, but I don't I, I don't think that there's enough room in their mm. in their menu for that. But um, I'll be doing I'll be there in Berryville in uh, May, um, and then. Um, as he said, I'll be I'll be down in friendship, uh, going to do some shooting. So that's good. Mark Humphreys and I are going to go shoot the uh, uh, woods walk again. And okay, great. Yeah, we had we had a good time. We we have a good time every time we do that. So yeah, well, I think we're going to do that again. Um, and I I know I'm going to be up and down the uh, firing line there uh, on friendship, and then I'll be on uh, on a couple of the shotgun ranges too. So wonderful. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, you guys are busy. <laughs> I, I kind of go back to my, uh, you know, when do you sleep? <laughs> but I, I really appreciate it. Well, we we sleep we sleep about once a week. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's great. I, I really appreciate you guys. That's all the questions that I have for you. I just wanted to give folks a little bit of an update from from your perspective a little bit about the last year and and how you were doing because you know there's only so much that you can do and and uh, I, I I receive a lot of the questions too and I, I I really appreciate you taking time to help answer some of those for people out there. My pleasure. It's our pleasure. I'd like to thank James and Tamby for coming on to talk to me about this and answer some of your questions about Schutzen and Swiss black powder and how it's reacted to the last year and how they're looking to continue to supply American black powder shooters. We'll have links in the description for this episode as well as at ilovemuzzloading.com for you to check out their growing list of distributors across the United States. These are folks that you can generally walk into a store and purchase your black powder from, as well as order online and have it shipped to your door with that hazmat fee. If you're new to muzzleloading and black powder, I wanna mention that it's always more cost effective for you to try to order five pounds or more to cut down on that hazmat fee. Ordering a single pound of powder gets very expensive when you factor in that hazmat fee. So if you can save up and order five pounds, get with some buddies and order 10 pounds or an entire case of 25 pounds, you're gonna save a little bit more money and be set through fluctuations here of supply. I think it's important that we, as muzzleloading enthusiasts, return a little bit to the roots of muzzleloading and we prepare for some of those limited availability times when it comes to ordering our supplies. It's still a lot of fun and still, I think, very important to enjoy your muzzleloaders and enjoy the people in the community around it. You just need to take a little bit of extra time, save up a little bit, and try to plan for some of these times where we've had limited availability of powder and still primers and caps. It's going to be a busy summer here uh, around the United States as events and competitions have really woken back up after the past few years. I encourage you to visit ilovemuzzloading.com as well as reenactingschedule.org for calendars of events related to muzzleloading and associated with muzzleloading all around the United States. Uh, we cover a lot of different eras, both on I Love Muzzleloading and Frank Jarbo's reenactingschedule.org. But what's important is all of those eras generally have some representation of muzzleloaders, and there's gonna be some folks there that you can go to and learn from, talk to, and get some insights into the muzzleloading community from. That's all I have for you. I'd like to thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, as always, please email me at ilovemuzzloading at gmail.com. Once again, I'm Ethan. I love muzzleloading. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.